Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Today, I am joined by Navia Davaleri, the co-founder and CEO at Curie AI. How are you today? Uh, I'm doing well, David. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm pumped to, to have you on the show today. Uh, I think we should kick things off by t- uh, you telling us a little bit about your background, and then we'll uh, talk about Curie AI. Uh, absolutely. Um, so, hi everyone. I'm Navia Davaluri. I'm the co-founder and the CEO of uh, Curie AI. My background: I'm uh, trained as a biomedical engineer. Went to um, University of Southern California for my PhD. For the past uh, ten years or so now, I've been working in creating products um, slash technology for uh, monitoring a variety of chronic conditions. For the past um, five years now, my focus has been in the um, respiratory space. Um, And uh, about Curie, so Curie AI, it is a tech-enabled respiratory care company. We provide virtual personalized disease management of conditions like COPD, asthma, uh, and we do this through proprietary passive detection, uh, symptom detection AI. Um, and a specialized clinical team. So um, essentially the symptom detection AI, it is entirely passive. It results in high adherence, reduction in adverse events, um, or an early detection of deterioration. And let's talk about leveraging AI basically to one of the things, uh, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about and we'll kind of dive into more is leveraging AI to capture sleep noises and, and patterns to proactively uh, get ahead of COPD and other respiratory issues. Can you talk more about like maybe around the benefits of AI in this scenario? Uh, sure, Jared. So uh, basically, if you look at how COPD and other respiratory conditions are managed, patients with these conditions are currently told to manage their condition by subjectively assessing their symptoms every day. So they're supposed to really understand, you know, are they picking up uh, shortness of breath? Is it, is their mucus presence increasing, etc.? And depending on the subjective assessment, they have to choose the type of medication um, they're going to use. Um, so for example, in COPD or asthma management, they switch between different types of inhalers based on the severity of the symptoms and the type of ex- um, symptoms they're experiencing. But oftentimes, patients find it extremely hard to manage their condition because of this burden of subjective assessment of their own health. So this is where Curie AI comes in. Um, We are leveraging AI to objectively assess the symptoms the patient is experiencing and thus are removing the burden from the patient um, and and using the AI technology to identify these symptoms automatically through audio-based technology. Um, and, And now, you know, because the patients don't have to do it themselves, we help them understand um, every day what type of symptoms they're experiencing, their severity, et cetera, um, and, and are able to support them in easily managing their, the, their condition. So the, the way respiratory issues are currently being managed today isn't so great, right? In the, in the broader, just the, in, the, in the industry. Um, but when you look at like diabetes, diabetes gets a ton of recognition, uh, that you, they, you always hear about the treatment methods, right? Why is it 
that so many Americans suffer from uh, respiratory issues. Um, and then also, why is does that have something to do with it that we're not that the uh, the treatment options aren't as well uh, aren't as often discussed and uh, as much as like something like diabetes? Yeah, no, that's a good question, Jared. So if you look at diabetes management, as you pointed out um, accurately, so there is a lot of innovation that happened in diabetes management, especially in the last 10 years, right? So with advances um, in monitoring technology, especially with, uh, you know, recently continuous glucose monitoring become becoming widely adopted, um, it has become extremely easy for patients to be able to uh, manage their own diabetes because they have this easy to use objective assessment that tells them every day, for example, what their glucose levels are, and they're able to, they have the education um, to basically adjust the insulin dosages accordingly. But if you, in the contrast, if you look at respiratory conditions, there isn't any objective assessment that is as easy to use that helps them understand every day what their respiratory health looks like, right? So that is the fundamental missing piece uh, that is making it extremely harder to uh, basically manage the respiratory conditions. So um, a lot of burden is on the patients to self-assess and then to self-medicate, which usually leads to low adherence to treatment plan. Um, so that's, yeah, that, that is how, you know, diabetes management and respiratory management are, are fundamentally different. Now, let's talk about how COVID made respiratory issues, um, like how does it make them worse? Right. So, um, so patients that have underlying respiratory conditions, their lung health is already um, impaired. Now, COVID it being a condition that affected, uh, you know, adversely the lungs, uh, these were the patients that were amongst some of the hardest hit patients because of COVID. So uh, their access to care has become a lot worse. Um you know, one, if they if they contracted COVID uh, because their lungs were already in in poor condition, um, they were oftentimes the patients that were hospitalized frequently. Um, also, you know, it resulted in a lot of deaths um, um, as well in this patient population. Um, so, and, and, you know, uh, these, these patients were also the people that hesitated to go to see their physician in person during the entire time pandemic, you know, has been going on. Um, and, and thus, you know, access to care became, um, quite, you know, became quite, uh, quite, quite big problematic, you know, have not been going in to see their specialist as often as they should have. Um, so oftentimes when I visit practices, what I'm hearing now, pre-COVID, if patients were recommended to come in every three to six months, now they're coming in um, almost an year later, um, and a lot has happened within this year and without the specialist having, you know, seeing these patients. So, yeah, impact of COVID on these patients has been um, extraordinary. Let's let's switch our, our focus um, to, to COPD uh, again. Uh, let's go through what do big health systems think about things like COPD and asthma? Right. 
Um, I mean, if you look at out of all of the chronic conditions, um, you know, that people suffer from in the U.S., you know, COPD is the the third leading cause of death and is probably the only chronic condition that is continuing to become worse. Um, So diabetes, cardiovascular conditions, there's been a lot of innovation, as I pointed out to that have resulted in really positive patient outcomes over the last few years, but COPD continues to become worse. Um, Readmission rates, hospitalization rates um, are really high in COPD patients. Health systems are really noticing, um, you know, the the high healthcare utilization that is happening because of COPD and are starting to um, come up with programs, um, especially around remote patient monitoring, um, to be able to understand the respiratory health of these patients better and to be able to understand if proactive interventions can be provided. Um, oftentimes, though, again, um, because of uh, the limitations around um, how these patients could be monitored, Right now, the current standard of care usually is around monitoring them through devices like pulse oximeters, um, spirometers, et cetera, that don't have a lot of adoption amongst the elderly population. Health systems are often finding it difficult to even monitor patients remotely. So a lot of health systems are looking at innovative ways for passively being able to monitor the patients. And this is where Curie AI really can fill that need um, for advanced monitoring that is extremely easy um, to use uh, and, um, and, and completely passive. My last question to you is around why healthcare is always the last adopter uh, when it comes to um, things like AI. Like why, are, why is healthcare so slow to adapt uh, in regards to AI and, and I guess other technologies, but let's focus in on AI for this question. Uh, well, uh, there is, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say that there has been slow adoption. I mean, of course, you know, when compared to things like um, enterprise software and whatnot, yes, it is slower. Um, oftentimes in healthcare, there are a lot more regulations, um, uh, you know, like FDA regulations, um, you know, and and, um, and, and in, in terms of the demographics of the patient population also, um, usually elderly, you know, population that have different varieties of condition. The providers, if you look at especially pulmonology, 30% of, the, of, of all the pulmonologists in, the, in this country are, are, are um, you know, 75 and above. Um, so, so not a lot of exposure towards technology um, and, and, and not, not a lot of health literacy um, as well, which is why, you know, the barriers to adoption um, has been slower, but, but definitely over the past five to six years, especially, it has become, um, you know, better. There are a lot of AI solutions that are being adopted in, for example, early stroke detection, uh, in improving, you know, operational efficiency within hospitals, um, et cetera. So it's, it's getting there. They're slower than other areas, but um, there is increasing increased adoption. Well, I want to thank you so much for, for joining me on the podcast today. Uh, real, real quick, if you want to add this, but what's next for, for you and the company? Uh, so what's next? Um, we are gaining increased traction within um, several market segments, Jared. Um, so we're really excited about uh, 
working, starting to work with independent practices, starting to work with larger health systems. Um, we are bringing few strategic, uh, um, you know, investors and partners on board. Um, so I'm super excited about the growth uh, that we'll be seeing over the next, uh, you know, year or so. Um, yeah. Well, definitely keep us in the loop. We look forward to those uh, those announcements and uh, seeing your continued success. Thank you, Jared. Jared. Yes, absolutely. I will. Uh, yes, I will continue to keep you in the loop.